Hey, y'all. Welcome to Triumph Over Trauma, the podcast. Listen, y'all, I created this podcast because, like so many other people, I've had a traumatic past. I didn't always realize how those things affected me negatively and how I even carried them into my adult life. And so I wanted to create a space where other people could come and we could have candid conversations on how you identify trauma, how do you navigate it, and how you recover from traumatic experiences. If this resonates with you, then join me. I am your host and trauma survivor, Miss Eve McNair. Let's get into it. Guys, welcome back to Triumph Over Trauma. I hope this message finds you well. Listen, these things that I'm getting into in this podcast, these things that I'm talking about, you know, they're real, they're raw. You know, sometimes again, like, I know this is going to be a session with my therapist after I tell this, after I talk about this, because, you know, these are, these are truths that I have not uncovered in front of anyone, but Jesus and my therapist, you know what I'm saying? There's some things that, that I'm saying on this podcast that, that, that nobody has ever heard or knew about me but if that if helping someone cost me a little bit of uncomfortability then so be it I will be uncomfortable to help someone else I will be uncomfortable I would rather be uncomfortable when helping someone recognize the truth than be comfortable in a lie and so I understand that the things that I'm talking about they're, they can be triggering, right? They can be unsettling. They can be uncomfortable. I'm not, I'm not pretending that, oh, I've arrived and everything's fine and everything's all right. You know, this is a struggle, but it's a process and I'm willing to go through the process. Matter of fact, I'm in the process. I'm in the process of becoming. I'm in the process of triumphing over the trauma that I've gone through. Obviously, you know, it's everyday fighting until I leave this earth. I'm going to be fighting, but I'm willing to fight. I'm willing and that's all I want I want for whoever will listen to this is that is to know that you too can fight. You can fight, you can overcome, you can get a handle, you can get a grip, you can come to understand and to realize how these things have affected you. Maybe you know how these things have affected you and maybe you don't. Maybe in listening to my story, you will realize like, oh shoot, <laughs> this stuff is real, this stuff is deep. Um, and maybe you can't specifically or 100% identify with everything that I'm saying. But you might know someone, you might have a relative, you might have a friend, you might have a spouse who's going through certain things like this. Um, because everybody and their mom done been through something. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I just think as a, as a society in general, it's time to deal with what we've been through because it's been dealing with us, right? It, it's manifesting. It shows up in our relationships. It shows up in our behavior. It shows up in our spending habits. It shows up in our in in um um the people that we are that we attract and the people that we are attracted to. It shows up in how we handle our money. It shows up in how we deal with our children. It shows up in how we show up. It shows up in us and our character, right? It shows up in our attitude. It shows up in our thoughts. Right. It shows up. And so I really feel like it's time for us to to talk about what's showing up, what we see coming up that we've tried to suppress and we've had to suppress because we didn't know where we could, you know, let it all out. at. I'm doing this namely to bring awareness to the effects of childhood trauma. And so it's not for attention. I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm not looking for anything of that sort. I am looking specifically and primarily to help someone. And that's it. 
um, because I understand that it is literally by the grace of God that I am still here today, that I have the faculties of my mind, that I have the ability to live and breathe and move. Um, I understand that that in all regards for me is a miracle. It would be a life wasted if I did not say, hey, listen, this is all of the pain that I've gone through. This is all of the things that I've experienced. But this is also the way in which I've been able to triumph over this. This is also the way in which I am able to overcome and I am able to keep going and I'm able to fight this thing because trauma is real. Um Mental illness is real. And so because I have gone through it, because I have experienced, uh, although may, my experience may not be someone else's experience, and even if uh, someone would listen to this and they may have known me or uh, they may have witnessed some of the things I've gone through or uh, they may be privy to some of the things I've gone through. They may not even agree to the extent in which I feel as though that I've gone through them. But my body and my mind and my spirit knows the ways in which I have been affected. And so it is important for me to express that. It's important for me to say that this is how I felt in that moment. This is what it what it felt like for me. And this is what my experience was. Tra trauma is specifically how one person processes a tragedy and um, a negative event. Um, it could be a rape. It could be a car accident. It could be the loss of a loved one. Anything that your body, your mind, and your spirit seems to be, you know, painful, fearful, life-threatening, any way in which your brain processes that is considered trauma. Um, and, you know, you hear it a lot, you know, like, oh, this person went through this and they lost their mind. Or this person went through this and they became um addicted to drugs this person went to this and went through this and they became so angry and so angry and vengeful this person went through this and they never spoke again um those people were traumatized and there are people among us everyday people like you like i who have been traumatized and to me trauma is a pandemic an epidemic if not a pandemic uh, i feel like the cure is first of all transparency the, the cure is being honest with what happened because there are so many things that we can uncover and not only can we uncover but we can stop we can stop them from regenerating we can stop them from being perpetuated even in our own homes and lives and families by telling the truth uh so one of the ways in which trauma is is perpetuated is is regenerated is because because nobody's telling them. these are the things that would that need to be said right and these are the things that need to be addressed but because we are not addressing them because we are hiding them for whatever the reason is whether it's shame whether it's fear whatever the reason is these things are being perpetuated in our homes and our lives and in our families and in our generations so i'm here to say listen it happened to me it happened to me it happened to me so much to the point where I was not myself, right? And I was not who God created me to be. I was, in fact, split. I was split. Um, and I am in the process of recovering from all that I've gone through. And so it's important for me to be honest about that. It's important for me to speak up and say, listen, child, this is how this thing had me. This is how this thing had me out here. This thing had me messed up. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm not ashamed of that. You know why I'm not ashamed of that? Because I know where my help comes from. And I know how to go get help. I have tools. I have resources. I have prayer because it works and does. Secondly, I have therapy. You know, a friend of mine, we always say, I got Je I got Jesus in therapy on speed dial. Um, but I know how to get to God. I know how to pray. And I know how to cry out to him. And even when I don't know what to say, he hears my tears. My tears have a voice. Um, and so he hears that. And in fact, it was my tears that he heard before I even knew him that drew me to him. Um, but I have those resources, therapy, I have prayer, I have meditation, I have exercise, I have a family and a community that supports me and that hears me, I have mentors, um, um, and I have different things that I do for myself in order to deal with my reality because at some um, point in my life, I could not deal with reality. It was too much. I was always on autopilot. I was always checked out. The lights was on, but nobody was at home. I would visit home. There were times where I would visit my life. Any moment of stress or lack or whatever, anything that um, was a trigger for me that reminded me of how I grew up or what I was, what I experienced, I would be gone. Um, and so today I'm here to say that um, I'm no longer a visitor in my life. I occupy the space and the time in which God has allowed me to be here on this earth wholeheartedly. And so, yes, that means I have to fight. That means that some days is harder than others, right? That means that some days I don't feel like getting out of bed, but I have to, right? That means that's some days I don't feel like going to the gym, but I'm going. So if I can't make it to the gym, I'm going to at least go walk. Um, that means that I have to make healthy decisions, right? I have to make healthy choices. I have to watch what I eat. There are certain things that I keep myself away from because I know that people who've gone through what I've gone through have a, have an attendant, have a tendency to fight addiction. And because I've never, uh, I, I never wanted that. I understand that it, it's been something that happened in my family before, my own mother, my father. Um, certain people in my family have fought addiction. Um, I never wanted that to be a part of my story. I'm already fighting enough, so. But 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 I but I do also understand that for some people it is not even that easy, right? Because there are some things that you are prone to, um, whether it be genetics, your environment, all of these things um, play a part. So you didn't get a chance to listen to the last episode. I talked about the fact that I was diagnosed with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And dissociation, uh, which is like feeling of being outside of your body, you feel away from yourself, you, there's a disconnection. You can consider a moment of dissociation to be like a daydream. Because I think everybody in their life, at some point in their life, have had moments of dissociation, right? Um, let's say you're driving home from work, you know the route. You could pretty much get home with your eyes closed. But have you ever been driving? And before you know it, you look up and you're pulling up in your driveway and you don't even remember making that turn, go coming off the ramp. You don't remember being at the red light. All you know is you're pulling up in your driveway or you're pulling up down your street. And for a moment, you're like, where was I? Um, that's also a, a small form of dissociation. For me, dissociation became a coping mechanism when I was being abused as a child. To that regard, at one point in time, my mind and spirit were fractured, right? It was fragmented because of the trauma. Now, what I understand um, after having gone to therapy and doing my own research is that when a child is going through or experiencing um 
extreme trauma and abuse, whether it be psychological, physical, sexual, emotional, whether it be abandonment, neglect, rejection, um, sometimes the brain automatically begins to adapt. In order to protect you from fully experiencing the, the pain of the trauma, the depth of it, the extremity of the trauma, it begins to um, create coping mechanisms. This is an automatic thing, right? Because my trauma was chronic, and this was something that I, I, I went through throughout my childhood, almost up until I was an adult. The association became a way in which um, I I had to cope. The environment that I grew up in was heavily toxic. It was heavily dysfunctional. Um, it was hostile. Um, and so I was always on edge. My brain, my mind, my spirit was always in fight or flight. Um, because at any given moment, something can, something could happen, something could go, go, go wrong that it could, could affect me. And so, from what I understand about myself now, but I've come to, to learn again through through prayer and through therapy is that this was a way in which my brain actually had to deal with my environment. Um, now, again, some people have moments of dissociation and, you know, they can just snap right back and, you know, okay, it's like snap out of go forward and you're fine. But for me, I was always having to, to cope with some form of abuse, some form of mistreatment. It was just how I lived. So my brain started to dissociate and I lived away from myself. I was often reclusive. I was often quiet um, to some extremes. And at some points I was a bit mute. I was not expressive. I couldn't express feelings, emotions, thoughts. The stressors of my environment was so much so that I was just not present. I was just not here. I like to consider it as having not been home. Uh, all of the lights are on, but nobody's home because there are times in which people who have experienced trauma, you know, they are not living in the moment. They are not connected to reality. Um, and for some people, reality is too much. It's too much for them. It's too harsh. It's, it's too scary. And for me, my reality was often detrimental to my health and to my mind. Since I'm a woman of faith, I try to go to the scriptures about everything. And I was like, God, is dissociation in the Bible? You know, does the Bible speak about mental illness? Does the Bible speak about trauma? Does the Bible... Um, is the Bible effective for what I've gone through, right? And so I'm like, God, you're going to have to show me in your word, um, you know, how how I can how I can maintain my recovery, how I can maintain, um, you know, the victory over these things because, like, you know, this trauma stuff be trying to take me out. And so, although when I've read the Bible, I have not seen specifically words that say mental illness or post-traumatic stress or um, dissociative identity disorder. Those words obviously were not necessarily um, invented during the time that the Bible was written. But because there is nothing new under the sun, and the Bible actually speaks to that, there is nothing new in the sun. Um, everything that has happened um, has happened before. Even what is happening now has happened before. Um, and God is aware of it all. And, um, one of the things that I was hesitant about 
regarding my mental health was how to apply it to the word of God and even how to bring it to God. At that time, I really hadn't studied any scriptures pertaining to some of the things that I had gone through. So I didn't really think that it existed to that level. Um, but then I started to um, take a deeper dive. And I'm going to just share with you some of the scriptures that um, I found that spoke to mental health in the Bible. And again, although it wasn't specifically called mental health, it's a lot of times referred, the mind is a lot of times referred to as the soul. You know, why is my soul cast out? Why is my soul um, afflicted? Um, which is the mind, which is the emotions, right? Um, and so I found a lot of scriptures that's that spoke to some of the things that not only did I have experienced, but some of the things that, that are traumatic, right? Some things that happened even during the Bible day. And I'm like, wow, this stuff been going on, right? So I started to read scriptures about dissociation. And one of the things I've realized about dissociation for me was is that I often feel like, again, like I'm away from myself, like I'm not present, like I'm not home. And um and so there's just there is a scripture in the bible psalms 116 7 that says return unto rest O my soul for the lord has been good to me david was like um return to rest O my soul like basically come on back to yourself says the fact that he spoke to himself the fact that it's written in the psalms and god allowed it to be a part of his holy bible means it's for me I mean, if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. And if it's good, and if it's good enough to, for me, that means it can help me, right? Because of the dissociation, because it was so deeply ingrained within my personality, I have to make a practice of returning, you know, to God and to myself and to my reality. And so for me, that scripture, again, um, to me, that speaks to the fact there, that there are instances that will take you somewhere else. There are incidences in your life that will send you somewhere else. It's proof that sometimes we be going, sometimes we ain't here. You know, come back home, whatever it is that's tricking you right now. Come back home, come be still, come relax. This is a call for me to return, for me to be healed, for me to be helped, for me to be forgiven, for me to be restored back into relationship with God and with myself. Um, because at one point in time, I didn't have a relationship with myself. I'm going to be honest with you. I just, I, I didn't have a relationship with myself because it's too hard for me to be with me because when I was with me, somebody always did something to me, right? And so um, I didn't always have that. But scriptures like this bring me back home. They bring me back home. Also, Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15, it says, For thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, in returning in rest shall you be saved, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Like, that's the King James Version. But basically, it's saying, and, and returning and coming back and constantly coming back and then learning how to rest, learning how to be still, that's where you're going to get your strength back. And that's how you're going to be able to be restored. You have to constantly come back. There's a constant coming back. There's a constant returning, returning to God, returning to yourself. And it just lets me know that if these things are in the Bible and he's specifically speaking to instances where he's admonishing people to return, especially where he's speaking to his soul, that means he's speaking to himself and he's saying his to his own soul, to his own spirit, to his own mind. He's saying, return unto the Lord.
right? Because he's been good. Return to rest. He's saying return to rest. Like, come on, soul. Come back down. Come back to yourself. Come back home. Come, you know, come back to the knowledge that God loves you. Come back to the knowledge that God got you. Come back to the knowledge that you're no longer that child that was abused. Come back to the knowledge that you don't necessarily have to split. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to leave. You don't have to be caught up in stress and trauma. Um, you don't have to be caught up in anxiety. I find this, I find these this to be medicinal whereas though before you know what i'm saying my brain would just be checking out like yeah we out of here you about to be abused again somebody about to come here and sexually mistreat you somebody about to come here and yell at you my brain would just check out me that spoke volumes because like child i was not always able to get a grip on my mind when i was dissociating because of the trauma right the fact that i see that he spoke to himself in that regard because of whatever he was experiencing whatever trauma he was going through whatever you know um issue he was dealing with you know these are some things that are happening in the Bible and I wanted to understand their stories because it helped me um, relate them back to mine. One story that really stuck out to me was the story about um, Elijah. Elijah was a very well-known prophet. He had a great relationship with God. He spoke to God. God spoke to him. There was a point in Elijah's life where his life was was basically being threatened. Queen Jezebel was uh, threatening to kill him. And the Bible says that Elijah left, went, basically went into the woods and sat under a tree and was just about like, God, just take my life. I'm ready to die. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm getting threats. You know, I don't want to live anymore. He was depressed. What I thought was remarkable about that story is that when he was depressed, when he wanted to die, when he was just feeling like a failure, when he was in fear, when he, you know, was stressed, right? When when trauma was literally, you know, on his heels, God sent an angel to encourage him to go find rest, right? And he prepared and made a way for him. God prepared someone's heart to receive him so that he could rest um, and be fed and be taken care of during that time. There was a story that spoke to rape, which is very traumatic. And when you talk about um, sexual abuse and sexual mistreatment, and I think about the fact that I was on a number of occasions sexually abused, I'm like, wow. In Genesis 34, Dinah, um, was Jacob's daughter and one of the men, um, from a nearby town, his name was Shechem. He basically, you know, took advantage of her, forcibly raped her. There were stories of mistreatment. There were stories of abandonment and rejection. There was all types of stories of depression. And I saw how these people had overcome. I saw how he provided for them. I saw how he helped them. And I was encouraged in reading those stories. Um, I started to gain a little bit more confidence in the fact that God understood what I was going through, right? And that I started to gain a little bit more courage to even talk to him about what I was experiencing. Because I was like, I don't even know. You know, at first I was like, I don't know, man. I don't even understand, you know, if there's anything that I can even relate what I've gone through to. Like, you know, um, you would even make that you might even look at the Bible differently because of that. I pray that you might even uh, your approach to to the Bible might be different once you know that there's a remedy in the word of God. And mental health issues are real. They don't go away necessarily just with medicine. They don't go away specifically just with therapy. It is a continual practice of doing whatever you need to do in order to, to maintain your healing. 
Okay, guys, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Listen, if you like this content, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe to the show. Additionally, if you'd like to see this episode via video, then you can follow us on YouTube. We are Triumph Over Trauma on YouTube. Uh, also, check me out on all of my socials. I am Miss Eve on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. Additionally, if you're a woman looking for... Uh, an update in your wardrobe then by all means follow me at studioeboutique.com that's studioeboutique.com that is my online boutique thank you guys so much again for your support and remember all thanks be unto god who causes us to triumph bye